You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If Russ goes down early like let's say they win week one but then he goes down in week two or just somewhere in the first two games that team is they're screwed like they, based on schedule roster depth reliance on what he does offensively um it's really gonna be bad if he gets hurt like to the point like where i don't really know how they could recover i just don't think from a roster and coaching standpoint they can overcome those types of things uh i personally think that the seahawks at 125 to one is the bet to make you're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with us on a Friday, and, and we got our, our one of our favorite guests here. And you heard the voice there, Joe Gallant, who told us in the summer, hey, you know what? If things go sideways and Russ gets hurt, that Seahawks team could really go belly up. It might be happening. Joe, welcome to the show. Jill is on the uh, Roman guest line here. So you took that bet. And now here's the question. We know the Seahawks are in trouble. Geno stinks. They lost that last week again. Do you think the Lions, Texans, Jags can get to enough wins to kind of match them? Right? Because the Seahawks have a couple wins in the bank. We think Russell Wilson will come back. Though we're not really sure what's going to happen there. But like, I think that's how you kind of kind of have to think about this bet now. Do you think the Jaguars can win a few more to really make it interesting for you? I do, but you, the team that you mentioned is the Detroit Lions. That's the team that concerns me of whether or not they're going to win enough because just looking through their schedule and just some of the games that they should have had, but then we're on the bad side of, of luck, uh, like I think of that Baltimore Ravens game specifically, I think might have made this bet almost dead in the water. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if there's anybody from Seattle listening, they probably hate that clip right now. I probably have to apologize to people from Seattle for this bet at this no. point. Uh, but but that being said, I still think at 125 to one, it was great value. But just looking at the, the Lions schedule, I mean, they've got the Rams coming up. They've got Joe's Eagles coming up, the Steelers and Browns and Bears. Like, it all looks like losses to me. Like, I kind of wish I went the other way and I picked the Lions to go 0-17. Like, because right now I can see them at like 7, 8 to 1 to still go 0-17 for the year. Just looking at that, like, especially with the, the turmoil of Jared Goff, maybe he might even get benched at this rate, depending on the way that Dan Campbell is feeling about them. Uh, I'm kind of almost kind of maybe pivoting here and maybe looking at Detroit for uh, an 0-17 year. Now, to go back to Seattle, mm-hmm. I do think that there's still a shot, but uh, it really depends on how long Russ is going to be out because I'm seeing reports week 10, maybe week 11. Um, and they also have some the Jags, Texans, and Lions conveniently on their schedule for the rest of the year. So I think they're going to probably win one to two of those. So that might make this 125 to one bet just a little tricky here, even with uh, the injury help. I I did jump in because I saw it at 500 to one days after the injury. I'm like, okay, I mean, come on. I've got to do something at 500. Then then, uh, late last week, I saw it knocked down to 100. They lose, and now Mm -hmm. it's 200. 
I think that's really a statement about the Lions, right? Like you were saying, they're plus 100 for the worst regular season record. Yeah, the Lions and then also just the Jags and Texans coming up. And and just looking at what we've seen from the Jags and Texans, like are they going to really win a lot of games going forward? Uh, It's a tough uphill battle. Uh, I do think that uh, at this point, it's probably going to be the Lions that finish with the worst record. Uh, I would take a hard look at the 7-1, to 8-1 if you can get it. Uh, but again, it's 125 to one for a reason. We have to take these kinds of swings because right. if we got that week 17 and Seattle is two and 15, I'm looking like a genius. And uh, right now I look like an idiot and that's okay because that's gambling for you. Yes, it is. Joe Gallant, FTM bets with us here. All right, let's react off of last night's deal. We know the Browns mm-hmm. win that game, but Baker uh, more hurt than, than they originally thought. But let's talk about the AFC North. We get the big game on Sunday with the Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Do you think it's time to, to uh, you know, think or bet or or go down the path of the Bengals being live to win that division? Plus 950. If, I, if we talked to her this week on the show, if you're going to bet it, today's the day. Because if they win that game against Baltimore, those odds are going to change dramatically. What do you think about this Bengals team in the game Sunday? But then just big picture, do you think they're live to win this division? I like that strategy of looking at their division bet instead of just taking the Bengals as the money line at plus 265. I think that's a good idea, Joe, just because – like you said, it will basically impact probably the division odds and futures for the remainder of the year. Because if the Bengals win this week, they're going to move to five and one uh, or six and one. It doesn't matter. They're going to have a commanding lead in that division now if they beat the Bengals. But I do think the Bengals are a live dog. I mean, at plus two sixty-five, I'm I'm seriously considering their money line. They really have an underrated defense across the board, like seventh in rush yards. Only five rushing touchdowns allowed. That's obviously the Ravens' bread and butter. Uh, not really allowing a lot of passing touchdowns as well. Maybe they can get some early turnovers on Lamar. Uh, with a 27% implied probability at plus 265, it's it's worth kind of considering. But, uh, yeah, like I, I think that uh, the Bengals are live dogs in this one. I would consider them for the money line, especially with uh, the spread now dropping to, I believe, around plus 6.5. Uh, I have been looking at some props already for this game. One guy that obviously I think we need to look at for a touchdown score, gentlemen and ladies, sorry, uh, is uh, Jamar Chase touchdown odds at plus 175. Um, right now he has five touchdowns already this year. Um, I will grab that ASAP. Uh, like I said earlier, the Ravens have allowed nine passing touchdowns. That's bottom 10 in the NFL. Um, and to touch on this, I was looking at some futures this morning, and I just bet this. Jamar Chase to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns is still sitting at 15 to 1 right now. And Cooper Cup leads uh, the league at seven. And But Jamar Chase, like he leads the team in red zone targets, overall targets and snap counts. Um, he's going to get a lot of the work. Uh, and he's already kind of surprised me every week when I think that he's not going to score and then just catches this improbable bomb from, from Joe Burrow. So uh, I think he might have at least one touchdown this week. I think he may have two. And then if he has that and maybe Cup struggles, we're looking at maybe an even uh, even look the rest of the year at 15 to one. I think that's better odds than say somebody like Devontae Adams who's sitting there at 10 to one and only has two touchdowns for the year. Uh, Jill, I'm curious about uh, your, your process a little bit more. And we've we dabbled on it from time to time, mm-hmm. but uh, you just gave the recommendation of Chase plus 175 makes a ton of sense against mm-hmm. uh, that Baltimore secondary. Uh, maybe they played well for all the injuries they're dealing with, but you can still uh, attack them, certainly. Sometimes uh, we see you tweet out some touchdown plays in that plus 300 range and sometimes oh, yeah. longer shots. Uh, there are some that attack, you know, typically longer shots or the sh- the shorter ones are going to go for the running backs. 
uh, what what do you do? Do you uh, go after all of those different numbers? Is it mostly situation based? Uh, help our people uh, fish a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So what I like to do, especially as we get deeper into the season, one of the things that I track is week to week odds. So like Jamar Chase, is, I'll use him as an example. Week one, he probably would have been around plus 190, plus 200 to score a touchdown. But as the weeks have gone on, as he scores, he keeps dropping maybe to around the plus 110, plus 120 range. He was around plus 110 when they were playing the Jaguars. So a lot of the time, what I like to do, if I'm not just looking at it situational and just how can this player attack this type of defense, I'm looking at it just of where am I getting value? And if Jamar Chase is at plus 175 and looking at all of his previous weeks of where he closed, he's typically around the plus 130, plus 140 range. So you're getting mm -hmm. value just in general week to week. And then I like to look at that across the board. We offer that at FTM Bets. I track all the touchdown score odds for every single player. So you can look at that week to week and be able to compare, see who's the most profitable player that has scored this year and how many weeks that he scored and what his odds were in that respective week. And that's kind of what I've been using as a kind of a, when I'm maybe looking at a deciding factor, like, cause a lot of the times we can almost justify almost anybody in our head to score a touchdown a lot of the time. <laughs> like we can be like, Oh yeah, he'll be able to break this run. He gets red zone targets here, red zone carries there, but it's like, okay, I'm going to be looking at a guy like uh, let's say uh, earlier in the year, JD McKissick. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. JD McKissick, I got him in week two, a plus 500 score touchdown, which was like an overreaction. Because if you looked at the previous weeks, uh, just in week one, for example, he was plus 250 to score. Uh, and then looking at last year's odds, he was maybe plus 250, plus 300 to close the season. So again, it was one of those overreactions by odds makers of where I was like, whoa, this is too much of a swing. I think we have to take a jump on this guy because he is still going to be heavily involved in the offense but the odds makers are overreacting and maybe putting his odds a little right. too high. So you're getting value there. Do, do you always track the, the closing number or Sunday lines? Because they, they change a lot over those they uh, do. The day or two they're up, right? They do. Yeah. So obviously when they first come in, you know, you might see deflated or inflated odds, depending on the injury reports, uh, both on offense and defense, depending on the matchups. Right. And then, and obviously as the money comes in and then by the time we get to Sunday, like a perfect example is somebody like Lamar Jackson, he'll usually open around like plus plus one twenty, plus one thirty to score a touchdown, but because he's one of the most popular players in the NFL and people love to bet overs and, and want to bet on him to score a touchdown because he's so talented. By the time we get to kickoff, those usually drop to minus one ten minus 120 so you almost have to jump on that earlier in the week than uh sunday comparatively to other players jill i'm wondering how you play the quarterback market in the right in the anytime touchdown score um sure. game because there's a lot I, I looked at it this morning i think 10 guys have at least two touchdowns and there's a couple that have five or more including jalen hurts i'm just it's interesting because it's hard to predict when those are going to happen but 
like for Hertz, for example, he's plus 145 Sunday. It feels like the Eagles have realized the last couple of weeks, Jill, that their best route in the red zone is him running, right? He does, he's not the greatest passer. They don't have great weapons and big weapons. Like, if they're trying to score, they might. I think it's four touchdowns the last two or three games. Two weeks, I like yeah. That, yeah, I like that number plus 145. I feel like moving forward, it's, it's a pretty good bet each week that he's going to get a rushing touchdown. Especially against that Raiders defense. Um, I think they're a little overrated from a run defense standpoint. Um, even just if you use looking at last year's stats, like they were second last and rushing touchdowns allowed. It was them and the Lions, basically. And then even this year, I think they're facing a few teams that maybe aren't as strong in the run game. Uh, to not facing like a, a quarter, like outside of Lamar Jackson in week one, they haven't really faced a quarterback that is a scrambling quarterback, like a Jalen Hurts style. So Jalen Hurts, looking at his odds comparison, just using that, he's been around the plus 110, plus 120 range in nearly every game they've played. Uh, I think he might have been as high as plus 140 when they hosted San Francisco. But outside of that, when you're getting plus 140 value on a quarterback that has a proven track record of running for touchdowns, that's the guy that you want to look at. It's the guys that are a little tricky that people want to kind of like wish into existence or will it into, into existence is like, I get DMs from people being like, is this the week that Ben Roethlisberger runs it in? And I'm like, man, it, 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 it's tough. Like that, that, that's 16 to one for a reason. Um, he hasn't rushed for a touchdown in like five years. Same thing with like <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Um, he hasn't rushed for a touchdown since 2016. Right. And I bet him in primetime uh, a couple weeks ago and he wasn't even going to try. You know what I mean? So you almost have to, You ha that's the reason why you can't just bet the odds. You have to look at, you have to watch these games and watch situational and see what these guys are going to do because there's some guys that are just pocket passers that, just won't do it unless they're in a specific scenario like a tom brady really the only way that he's going to score a touchdown is it's got to be within the one yard line if, and even then it's a little tricky because leonard fournette has been playing so well lately so um to go back to your question joe yeah plus 140 for jalen hurts great odds great value especially against the team against the raiders um, that i think is a little overrated defensively and that's kind of what I would look at for quarterbacks a lot of the time, especially in prime time, is you kind of want to take the home quarterbacks. Like Ryan Tannehill this past Monday was a perfect example. He was plus 500 to score a touchdown uh, against uh, the Bills. And the reason why he was so overvalued is because Derrick Henry is obviously getting the rocket nearly every opportunity in the red zone. Um, but then now, this past this upcoming week against the Chiefs, I'm already seeing his odds hover around plus 400 to plus 450 against this run defense. I'm probably taking Tannehill again, just to kind of put that out there right now. I like that. Very helpful. All right. Uh, as far as ATS or totals for week number seven, do you have a, a favorite pick or two? I do. I think it's the Chiefs rebound season. I think it starts this week, man. Uh, I love them at minus four and a half. Uh, they were minus five and a half earlier in the week. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of money on Titans money line just because of what we saw this past Monday. I think there's going to be a lot of I just think from my perspective and just thinking of the people that I deal with in uh, in the gambling space of how much we love to take like home dogs or money line dogs. And I think the Titans are going to be a very popular pick in this instance just because of how much we've seen the, the Chiefs struggle uh, through the opening six weeks. But I think we're kind of maybe. <laughs> maybe under under appreciating or maybe undervaluing the, the the chiefs at this standpoint because minus four and a half especially for this offense and how you know there's some games like where they just it's it's almost too easy for them and they just blow teams out um not to pick on the eagles again joe i'm sorry about that um uh, but just you know there's games where it, it just you can't they're a team that is just too difficult to fade if you want to try to bring up points about why you're fading the chiefs 
you're really just bringing up an ATS trend over the last year. There's not really, you're not going to really come up with too many statistical analysis other than maybe some of their defense has been a little bit weak, but again, they're getting Chris Jones back this week from what I've read. Frank Clark is going to be back as well. So I think they're going to be a little bit stronger this week to be able to hold a guy like Derrick Henry in check and maybe keep him, you know, below three touchdowns. Maybe a team could do that this week. Jill, about 30 seconds here quickly. NBA has started, which which we uh, all love to bet on. I took a flyer on John Morant, 55 to 1 to win the NBA MVP. I, yes. I hear you're, you're with me on that. Yeah, and I, just because of the natural ascension, and if the Grizzlies are actually going to be able to kind of keep trekking upwards and get into that third or fourth spot in the Western Conference, it's going to be because of John Morant, not because of Jaron Jackson Jr. or because of Dylan Brooks, and he's going to get the love for that. So initially it was Zion who was my MVP pick of what I wanted, and then obviously when he got hurt, I had kind of had to pivot here. So I think John Morant in the West is a great value at 55-1, to 1. so I'm with you, Joe. All right, well, every time we bring you on, we'll be tracking John Moran and how he's progressed this year. <laughs> Jill, we appreciate you hopping on. Have a great weekend. And, uh, of course, Jill with FTM Bet. That was Jill Gallant on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Dive back into all the NFL games for Week 7. On the other side, we'll talk to Ed Egros later in the show. And, of course, we'll look at the baseball coming up later this hour. The ALNLCS into Game 6 on both sides. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks for this BetQL Daily, presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.